0: Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we find the coolest university technologies. so you do have to. We want to add to the volume of some of those innovations and hopefully help them become actual things on a shelf somewhere that people can actually use. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD, Science Wizard. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Okay. Well, that's good. Also with us is Joe Rungy, Doctor Law Dog, an entrepreneurial werewolf. Hey, Joe. Hey, Charlie. How you doing, man? <laughs> that false enthusiasm that you open up with every time—it just—it just—it kills me every time. Every time. Every time.
1: You die a little bit more every time I dial it up for you. <laughs> yes. I am killing you with my kindness, as it were.
0: Your, your, your man, your false, manufactured, fake, faux kindness. Yes, that one. Got it. Yeah. Thank you one. for putting the extra detail on that.
1: <laughs> While I am uh, recalibrating my sincerity module, I invite everyone to uh, take a brief moment to rate and review the podcast. Please uh, uh, leave a review. Please tell your friends. Please promote it on all those social medias. And I am being actually sincere this time because we really want to get the message out and you are a big part. Of
0: Yes, the more you help us spread the word about this uh, modest show, the more we could uh, spread the word on the technologies we discuss and hopefully give them um, more opportunity to become to get the additional funding and and development they might need to become those actual things we talked about. So,
1: cuz it's not about Joe and Charlie and Tyler, it's it's about the innovation
0: it is indeed um, and not just in nebraska but everywhere um so i, I do want to stay away from the pandemic for a while although it's it's still currently going on so um i'm sure there's plenty more to be said about that more innovations but i think it's time we we just went over just some pretty cool stuff that uh, may have escaped our attention because you know everybody's so fixated on the on the pandemic um so uh, Tyler, you shared with me um, some information about. Or was it? I can't remember who sent me the email. Now it was about uh, renewable energy. There's some pretty cool stuff uh, related to solar technology.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think it's something you actually told me, Charlie. I was pretty down about the pandemic, and you said, "Don't forget, Joe, the sun still shines."
2: And I think that you know that it, sounds it, like me.
1: Got it. <laughs> You actually sang it in a, a major chord, and, and I, I forgot my guitar, so I can't perfectly
2: replicate it. And it was it was way more sincere than if Joe would have said it. Totally, <laughs> that sounds totally like
0: me. Uh, so, it in song. so me, yeah.
1: But uh, this actually comes—it's uh, a series of, of innovation coming from the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, who we have uh, talked about in the past. NREL is the federal government skunkworks that is working on all types of renewable energy and uh one thing that continues on the pandemic is uh the sun does continue to shine and we keep stealing its energy to uh make this um podcast we're gonna own the
2: we're gonna owe the sun so much money however
1: (laughs) the thing that is beneficial for everyone is that (laughs) we're stealing the sun at a, a slightly higher amount of efficiency and so uh in a another science alert which is a really awesome website that we encourage everyone to look at Um, In the course of the uh, lockdown, solar technology has smashed three big records. And the first one is an improvement in efficiency in concentrated solar power. So what that means is uh, there were efforts to build arrays of solar cells that uh, sort of look at magnified sunlight in order to improve their efficiency and they were able to turn light into electricity at almost 50 percent efficiency that idea was unheard of they're all the way up to 47.1 efficiency a full percentage point higher than the previous record and so the way Is this that, happened,
0: sorry but, joe but one percent doesn't seem like a, a, a much of an improvement to me
1: that's true i mean one percent it's only like it's like a penny right who cares <laughs> But not unlike a penny, when you have solar cells out there capturing the sun every single day, hour after hour, minute after minute, those pennies wait for it compound and add up to be a nice little nest egg and so I think in the same way that you know interest compounds over time, every time that percentage rate goes up slightly higher, I mean if you have a you know an extra percent on your stock market return, not that anyone's thinking about that right now, but if you did that does add up to be a lot of money over time. Okay. Even, even small incremental increases in solar efficiency is a lot more electricity that's available to, you know, save the world. And so the way that they were able to achieve this uh, increase in efficiency is by concentrating sun until it was 143 times
0: more intense.
1: And this is actually kind of a cool callback to the show that we did. I
0: was just thinking that, it's just like the big magnifying glass, right? The magnifying glass. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, I mean, one of the things that the scientists do talk about is the more concentrated you make the sun, the harder it is to fight the temptation to burn a bunch of ants. But they did it. And (laughs) they made uh, even more efficient uh, solar arrays. The second way in which they did it is um, they they were actually, even without the concentrated light, they were able to get up to almost a 40% efficiency as well. So if you do have the full-on Uh, deluxe platinum level solar array with concentration and multi-junction solar cells, boom, you can get almost up to 47%. If you've kind of got the uh, silver package at the car wash of just the nicely arrayed (laughs) non-concentrated, you're still getting 39% efficiency. Which if you think about it, I mean, you know, the sun shining all the time, the whole point of solar energy is that it's passive. You just sort of have those arrays out there. And so even be able to convert a third of that energy if you're in, you know, a desert or if you're, you know, at high altitude, that is still going to give you uh, a substantial amount of energy.
0: So is this something that's out there now that you could go out and buy? Or is this still something that has a couple more steps to go through before it's publicly available?
1: So these cell junctions um, are combining 140 layers of light absorbing material, but they're still just wicked, wicked thin. They're, They're, what is it? And yet it is as, uh, and yet it is three times thinner than a hair off your head. So these films are incredibly thin, but still also very, very dense. And this kind of goes into some really awesome things that modern scientists are able to do with with materials. So um, you know, having the ability to uh, you know invent new types of materials that don't really even exist on the earth really opens up some new ideas to to make simple things like solar cells, way more, not simple things, but things that already exist like solar cells, you know, way more efficient. Um, And the thing that's nice too is, um, you know, if they continue with these arrays that focus on light concentration using mirrors, then, you know, you're able to, you know, get huge increase in efficiency without great increases in the expensive part, which is the, you know, the actual solar cells.
2: Now Joe, I heard this salacious rumor that the other fifty-three percent of uncaptured or lost energy is is actually given off in the form of sound that sounds exactly like um um, Gilbert Gottfried. Is that is that true? Is that something you put up? What? (laughs) (laughs) That
0: was so bizarre. (laughs) I I read it. I read it on Reddit. (laughs) Okay. Well it must be true if you saw it on Reddit. Man, we haven't had a good Reddit callback in a while.
1: Thanks for that.
0: I think we all needed it. Is it a bad sign that our scientist is on Reddit?
1: No, that actually means he's <laughs> on
0: Reddit. Okay. Oh, right. um, so, while we're, while,
1: we're, while we're contemplating the meaning of Tyler's words, uh, the uh, <laughs> third record that was broken is something called a tandem cell. So, it's a very thin cell that uses two different types of semiconductors. Semiconductors, of course, being kind of the The material that varies how electricity flows through them is the critical part of of making electricity from sunlight. And this one didn't come from NREL. This one came from Germany, uh, which has nothing to do with Austria or Australia. (laughs) Created uh, this type of of cell by by stacking kind of silicon, which is currently the the way that most uh, solar cells are made. And uh, I can never get this word right. It's periskyte. Uh, which is a, a new type of material that is seen as a next generation um, material for um, solar cells. And they were able to you know, get a you know, traumatic increase in efficiency as opposed to the, the types of ordinary silicon cells. They're also really, really lightweight and stable. and that's actually a huge issue with solar cells to make them that are efficient, that are inexpensive and durable because you know they need to last. And so, the thing that's really interesting with all of this is you're seeing kind of increases with arrays, you're seeing increases with manufacturing, now you're seeing increases with new materials and efficiency that don't just make them better, but also potentially make them less expensive and more durable. And I think that, you know, that that the world is going to look a lot different, you know, after the pandemic, I know we're not really talking about the pandemic, but it does make you show that, you know, there are all types of technologies that enable us to have flexibility in how we respond not just to pandemics but there's a lot of discussion in this article about climate change but i think just in general if we had a more versatile power supply system that had a a higher utilization of renewable energy in addition to other sources of energy that would you give us increased flexibility as the world continues to be unpredictable is
0: there any possibility i don't know maybe this is a stupid question it probably is a stupid question but i mean i i'm just thinking about how you know when when you do have a situation the pandemic is what it is but uh, you know i I mean, it's nothing like, you know, like the plague, you know, where just people dropping like flies everywhere. Sure. If something like that, I imagine we're going to have big problems with infrastructure, particularly power generation. I mean, are we – Is a solution to that, that everyone has their own sort of closed-loop power system, and is yeah. this something that helps us get closer to that? You're going to get to shut down by talking about that, Charlie. You can't
2: talk about going off the grid. <laughs>
1: You know, Charlie, I'm really glad you asked that though, because like, I do think that, you know, globalization has been great and it's yeah. been a force. of but at the same time, like the medical supply chain breaking down the way it has, yeah. has really demonstrated that, you know, maybe that having a system that makes, you know, efficient hospital checkout in Nebraska reliant on access to factories in Wuhan, you know, there's a downside to that too. And so I think that in the end, the answer is flexibility. And so I don't think you have to go off the grid. I mean, I know Tyler's already sort of off the grid, but I think that, you know, exactly (laughs) what you're saying is there. If you had some capacity to do some power generation in your home, at the very least, if you had a solar water heater or something along those lines.
0: Right. And there's enough to keep the fridge running, right? Enough to keep the fridge
1: running. Exactly. You know, I think that it's too easy to get stuck in like all or nothing thoughts, right? We'll never replace all of energy generation with solar power. Maybe that's true. But at the same time, like if we had some solar energy that was localized. Oh God, I'm sorry, Charlie. I, I don't <laughs> no, localized. no, don't do it. If We had solar production that was done in the places where we lived and worked rather than having all energy production done someplace else. Is that better? We could. Yeah, that's a smaker Okay, thank you. Convolution. Convolution. <laughs> yeah. um, everything makes sense spatially, I promise you. Uh, but if we had that, then we would at least be more resilient. And I do think that a big issue post-COVID-19 is, you know, you don't know what the next crisis is going to be. I mean, this week it's COVID-19. Next week it's zombie apocalypse. After that, it's Justin Bieber. I mean, who knows what's going to, you know, gum up the world economy next. And so rather than having scenarios to respond to everything, if we just had general resilience with simple things like being able to produce power in our own homes. And solar panels that were inexpensive and easy to
2: deploy. It's a good way to start. Okay. I've heard there's at least one city that is readily moving completely in the direction of solar. You guys want to take a guess in America?
1: Uh,
2: Phoenix. Portland. Philadelphia. It's always sunny. Oh, brother.
0: Shame <laughs> um, <laughs> on you. Up. Did you read that on Reddit?
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't have to. No, no, no. No no no. I think we need to say it. Charlie's natural
1: response was oh brother to Philadelphia. Was that a pun, Charlie?
0: <laughs> oh man, no, it was totally accidental. Now I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> more well, more ashamed than usual, I should say. Oh, that Weird.
1: wasn't fun. my, 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 my <laughs> <good>. <laughs> god.
2: I think I used telepathy to incept that into Charlie's mind. And now I believe it (laughs) Lay some science on us man Yeah so I don't have Solar panels but I do Have a new Type of rocket detonation That will probably make Elon Musk Name his next child after it So this is
0: So blowing Up a rocket is great I'm confused it, it, you guys didn't see the news that he. Fireworks? Anyway, if
2: you hadn't seen what he named his. He just had. Elon Musk just had a son. Um, and Or I think it was a son. You can't tell by the name. He had a really odd uh, uh, name for that kid. But anyway. Um, what was the name? I got to know uh, now. Oh, man. You're going to make me look this up. <laughs> Steve. I'll look up the name for you, but
1: you really shouldn't, in a public way, make fun of the names of billionaires' kids.
2: <laughs> uh, X. A A twelve X, a, a, X Ash A twelve. Does that that symbol is pronounced Ash? Okay, uh, I gotta be, I'm,
1: I'm with you, Tyler. You know, if, you, if you're going so to lead, I'll be there with you.
0: Wait. But anyway, okay. That's yeah. what that was about. I saw a reference to that, and <laughs> I didn't understand it.
1: You know, I thought that was uh, I thought that was like the new album
2: by insert popular musician name here. Still How do you here. pronounce that? <laughs> x ash a12 i heard him pronounce it or say, say the pronunciation x ash a12 yeah okay anyway so so anyway <laughs> this, so this was a, a team at the university of central florida uh funded by the u.s military they developed a, a functional rotating detonation rocket engine so this is just a prototype and it's tiny it's only about three inches in diameter um, but they were able to, to, to show proof of concept for the first time. So this has been this idea of a rotating detonation engine has been discussed for 70 years. No one's ever been able to, to make anything even this close to a functional prototype. Um, so what this looks like is if you can visualize two large cylinders, um, one slightly smaller in diameter nested inside the larger outer cylinder. Okay, so that creates a gap. Inside that gap, you inject just the right perfect blend of fuel uh, of an oxidizer um, uh, to, to basically create an ignition, a, a detonation. This detonation event produces a supersonic shock wave. It's a wave traveling faster than the speed of sound, <sighs> right? The shock wave bounces off the walls of the two cylinders And then actually it's self-propagating. So, sorry, we have to go back to self-propagating,
0: Charlie. Uh, (laughs) So, this sounds like something Mr. Gatling invented like uh, 150 years ago. Uh, Mr. Gatling?
2: I'm 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 missing the reference. Gatling gun? Oh, I gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, It might look something like that, I guess. But it, only if the like rotating shot,
0: cylinders and such. So
2: only only if there was only if housed within those cylinders instead of instead of launching bullets, you had you were you were, you were sonic shockwaves, a, a supersonic shockwave that, that that repeatedly set off self-propagated detonations to allow for. Yeah, totally, on it does feel like a rocket that has a Gatling gun shooting down. Yeah, I get actually. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's... I'll take it. That is a,
0: a good analogy. I'll okay. take it because I mean, Yosemite Sam got, he achieved lift all the time with his, you know, with his six shooters. It's like the same thing. I'm oh, pretty that's sure. A good, okay. I think Looney Tunes yeah. should get the patent on this one. I think our next series is
1: <laughs> all the patents that Looney Tunes inspired.
0: Chuck J- Jones. Yeah. Get that to that would make for a really good series. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's so great about this, um, um, uh, revolver revolving rocket pistol thing <laughs> what are we calling it rotating detonation rocket engine there you go why is this better than what's going on now again help me i i, I missed that so it'll be
2: significantly lighter um in part because it uses much less fuel so oh. so so it's really just a much well, that's more gonna efficient. lose a
0: whole that so you're gonna lose a bunch of weight too wouldn't you if you yeah. lose, eliminate yeah. the fuel so,
2: so not only, so, so, you know, some big applications here, possibly in, in space travel as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so the, the US Navy is particularly interested. Uh, the Air Force is interested, of course. Um, there, there's, there's a report showing that if they could make this, if this research team out of University of, of Central Florida could make this work and scale it up, it would save three to 400 million in just annual
0: fuel savings to our, our military. Oh, you're talking about like using it as, is maybe as a, an addition to or a replacement for just a normal jet engine. Yep, that too. Yep. God, I imagine that sounds like it would be a little bit of a bumpy ride, though.
2: You know, I don't. <laughs> Maybe I don't, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I it. it also might be really loud, like it, like even louder. Exactly. I know it's, sounds like a pretty cool idea, but
1: after the YouTube the... series, let's do
0: a uh, rocket suspension series. Yeah, shock absorbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is about to go off the rails.
1: Uh, please look into the program notes to see links to the articles discussing both uh, solar power and rockets because uh, that's where we're heading right now. And uh, please also uh, uh, look at uh, some of the shows we've done over the past few weeks in our little vacation from COVID-19 and some G whiz really nifty science that is going on
0: while we're all stuck at home. Yes, indeed. Uh, also, thank you to our sponsors, Unimed, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska Medical Center and the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Also, Unitech, the the blazing white-hot
1: star of entrepreneurship and innovation on the east edge of UNMC's campus.
0: But the words, I mean precisely, the exact words right out of my mouth. Thank you. So for Tyler Sharon, and Joe Runge, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you, and join us again every Monday on Unimed's Innovation Overground.